Welcome to the Soundtrap Education Summit, a free online event dedicated to empowering and amplifying student voice with the theme, Their Voice, Their World. We're bringing you inspiring and practical messages from musicians, educators, podcasters, students, and more that can help you make change in your classroom right away. I'm Matt Miller, author of Ditch That Textbook and the moderator of the summit. Our sponsor and host of the summit is Soundtrap, a collaborative and creative audio editing platform. Soundtrap for Education empowers students and teachers to explore creative sound recording in all subjects, for all ages, and in all ability levels. And you can sign up for their free online course to learn how to bring music and podcasting to your classroom at academy.soundtrap.com. And in this video, we're going to be talking about something that I know pretty much every single student is interested in. And of course, that is music, but more specifically, songwriting. And what is so cool about the group that you are going to get to see today is that all of these folks, except for this guy, but all of these folks have experience with songwriting and they uh, they can see the power that it can have in education. And so that's really what we're going to be talking all about today. So um, Rowena Atkins, Wayne Watts and Scarlett Billum, thank you all so much for joining. And let's go ahead and do some quick introductions, shall we? Um, Rowena, why don't you take it first? Thank you, Matt. And it's great to be here. Um, so my name is Rowena Atkins and I am an entrepreneur and a mother of uh, three, um, 18, 17 and, and 12 year olds. And I started Song Academy, um, which uses songwriting to help every child find their voice. Um, we run songwriting clubs, workshops, inside, outside schools and the Young Songwriter Competition. Um, so that's me. Excellent. Very good. All right. Let's keep going around the around the screen. So Scarlett, why don't you go ahead and take it next? Um, hi, my name's Scarlett Billum. I am actually, I work for Rowena's wonderful company, Song Academy. So I'm one of the tutors there and I lead the songwriting groups with the kids. Uh, but I'm also a singer songwriter myself and I perform under my artist name, Hadara. So I have both sides. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Very good. And Wayne, how about you? What's up, y'all? My name is Wayne Watts. I'm a father, activist, artist, co-founder of the Dream Create Inspired Tour. We do songwriting workshops across the country. I'm excited to be here. Excellent. Excellent. Very good. Okay. So I think a great place for us to start with all of this is let's just start out by talking about the power that songwriting can have, especially in the lives of young folks. And, um, because I know that you know all, all of you have your, your own stories when it comes to that. So um, let me kick it right down below me to Wayne. Wayne, do you wanna take this one first about the, the power that songwriting can have? I mean, songwriting holds so many powers, right? So I mean, you can think of um, goal setting is within songwriting, right? Like, like if you think of hip hop, right? Like a lot of records have manifestations in them of like what you want to do, what you aspire to do, right? Like, and it also then holds the power of your story and being able to honor your story. It also holds the power of honoring those who've passed within it. So it gives you this opportunity to honor the past, um, to be mindful of the present and to dream futures that don't look like what your neighborhood looks like. So I would say songwriter holds limitless powers. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Scarlett, how about you? Yeah, I, I just second everything that Wayne said, but also I feel like um, songwriting is a way of expressing how you feel. And I know a lot of kids can be, especially 
when they're younger or even getting into that strange teenage age that we've all been at it you can kind of hold things in and inhibit yourself but it's a form of expression and almost like a little therapy session sometimes for them just to be open and be able to say things they might not feel comfortable talking about through song um yeah and it, like goal setting like wayne said and just it's just a form of expressing themselves and that sense of achievement once they've written a song it's like yeah it's it's, it's amazing to see mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah absolutely rowena well, I'd add to that in that I think from what I've seen with kids that come to, to Song Academy, I think, um, you know, they get loads of stuff in their heads, you know, worries, concerns, anxieties about themselves, what's happening in the world around them. So their heads are absolutely chock-a-block with, with all these thoughts. And I think um, songwriting can really free them of, of all those sort of anxieties. And, you know, when they put pen to paper, there's an amazing quote by Frank Zappa, an American songwriter, and he said, the mind's like a parachute. You know, it's not going to work if it's not open. And so mm. I think everything we can do to kind of get all those thoughts and feelings onto paper and for them to feel that, you know, other kids feel the same thing and they're connected to the world around them, I think is a, is a great thing. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Absolutely. And um, so I was, I was hoping that maybe we could talk a little bit, and we've kind of talked about this in, in generalities a little bit, but um, as far as, you know, um, kind of like empowering students, and we can take this in the, um, you know, just, just young people in general, and we can take this in the classroom setting, we could take this outside of the classroom setting or whatever. Um, I wondered if, if you could speak just a little bit to the... Um, impact that it can have and the changes that it can have, um, you know, with, uh, you know, with students, with youth, with really, you know, really just about anybody. Um, let's go around in the opposite direction on this one. Rowena, do you want to take that one? Yeah. I mean, I think I, I've seen a main thing being confidence. Um, so confidence in who they are, what they stand for. So confidence when they're, you know, um, with their friends, you know, standing up for things that are important to them, confidence in their drama class when they're performing, confidence, um, and also creativity, you know, how they think about things and connect things and, you know, how their brain works. I think, you know, the rigor of songwriting, um, the sort of the practicing of, of, of being creative and putting um, words together, l- lyrics, you know, um, music together is, is a brilliant skill and a, a skill that's really important. Um, in you know, shaping their future. Mm-hmm. Right, absolutely. Scarlett? I think a lot of kids, um, especially in a school setting, some don't enjoy the academic side of it. So having music or songwriting lessons is, again, like Rona was saying, it's letting that creativity flow out of them. And I feel like it's empowering for them across the board because they know that's the one place that they feel totally confident and comfortable in and they can be themselves. And I feel like what's also awesome about songwriting is there's no right or wrong to it. So like if you're in like a math exam or something, there is a right and a wrong answer. But with songwriting, it's so freeing and the kids can just like grow in confidence, grow within themselves. And it just makes them feel like with some of the kids that I teach, that that's their sense, that's their place, because they might not fit in in like the English lesson, they might be struggling a bit more or whatever. And that's the place where they can really be freeing in themselves. And it's just like, it's hard, like writing a song and putting music to it and coming up with melodies. Like it's, it challenges your brain in a whole different way. And I think the sense of achievement that they get from it is just, it's wonderful to see. And it's something that they can take 
on in the rest of their lives, even if they don't want to get involved with music eventually. And they, like Rowan was saying, they go into a drama class, it gives them the confidence there because they've had that one place where they know they can be 100% and they feel 100%. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love that. Absolutely. Wayne? Yo, to hop in on that, I would say, like, songwriting takes the opportunity to take learning that's been abstract, right? A lot of times in education, like, it's abstract. So it's like I picked up this one lesson from English or geometry, but songwriting gives you a chance to apply it and integrate it together, right? So it also provides a place for students to show assessments of learning it. So you may think a kid may not have known this concept, but when they put it within the song and how it's structured, it gives you a chance to say, oh, that's brilliant. Like, how did you take that analogy of this, you know, your timetables and apply that to a current event and apply that to, you know, a scientific method thing. So like so songwriting gives you a chance to show what knowledge looks like when it's connected and not just abstract and mm-hmm. the melody of it making it sound dope to pass that lesson on to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know, I'd love for us to kind of hang on that idea for just a second. You know, um, this is the thing that I'm going to be personally so fascinated in is to see how what you all have done with songwriting applies within the classroom. And so let's hang on that whole like assessment thing where students can show what they know. And Wayne, just like you said, be able to even pass it on to other people. I can't tell you how many times in my own class when I taught high school Spanish, um, we used, you know, we just put something to a little beat and it was so simple and it just locked it into your brain, you know, and um, especially like you were saying, whenever, um, you know, whenever they, they make it something that they're proud of now that kind of takes it to a whole different level. And so, um, I wondered if we could kind of, kind of take some turns bouncing this idea around if, um, in a, in sort of a regular classroom setting or even in like a music class, uh, how can, how can we use songwriting so that students can show what they've learned or what they know, or even what's important to them. And Wayne, since you were the one who sort of started with that, do you want to, do you want to take that? Yeah. So like I would say, so showing your knowledge in it, I would say you can assign it as a test. You can assign it as a quiz. So, you know, instead of, you know, signing a paper, especially in these times right now, right? Like, I mean, who has time to write a three-page paper in the middle of COVID. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. so like instead of assigning something as boring as that, hey, have the quiz be a I need a, a 30-second melody with you know an eight-bar verse that's teaching whatever concept that you want in your class, right? Like so you can have it be off of that. You know what I mean? And then also having them teach the class, you know, in these digital settings to pick up the hook, but also, hey, not only did you pick up the hook of the verse, were you able to then incorporate the principles to pass that on so people understand the, the subject at hand? You know what I mean? So um, that's what I would that's what I would recommend. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Uh, Rowena or Scarlett, do either of you want to take that? Yeah, can I just, I think one idea, sorry, Scott, one idea springs to mind. I think, um, you know, I can see classrooms having kind of like rap battles um, you know, on, you know, if you're in a history class or a geography class, you know, have two groups or, you know, everyone takes turns just to do a rap um, with a beat on a particular topic. Because I think, you know, with, with song writing in a certain structure, you know, it has some confines, but when you have rap and just you have the easy flowing beat, it's kind of, you can get more information in um, and just makes it more fun and more alive and, you know, more engaging to, to, to everyone. 
Yeah, absolutely. Wayne, I just saw your face light up when she was talking about <laughs> rap battles, man. What do yeah. you think? No, so here's what I'm going to say. So shout out to uh, – to, I want to say shout out to Swiss and Timbaland for putting together Versus. If you guys don't know what that is, check it out. So Versus is essentially um, uh opportunity where legends and music have been doing battle. So like Payla Bell and Gladys Knight had a battle uh, last week. Whenever y'all see this, it's still going to be the dopest one. Um, but it's a bunch of people that did that. But you can take the formula of, you know, two top musicians having great catalogs battling against each other. You can do that within your classes, right? So you can take like mm -hmm. Shakespeare versus yeah, yeah. Thoreau. You know what I'm saying? Or you can take uh, algebra versus geometry in terms of like, which which used more outside of the classroom. So take, you know what I mean, that part of it, and you're still taking the core of battles, right? So shout out to like, you know, Smack DVDs and, and Smack and URL for all of them having those platforms in terms of battles. You can take those principles and apply it to make your curriculum dope. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Scarlett, let me kick it over to you. You can, I mean, follow up on that if you want to, or take it a whole different direction. No, I mean, yeah, I just agree with everything that everyone's saying, but I feel like a lot of what I do with this, within the Sun Academy lessons also is we incorporate a lot of English. Obviously, like, I know that the kids have to do, from I remember when I was at school, like, oh, I come up with a poem or a rhyming couplet and blah, blah, blah. And I, we do that a lot for the kids to start writing lyrics. We say, okay, write whatever you want and just try and make the ends of the words rhyme. So I feel like that's a really good way, like in an English lesson, if a teacher's like, okay, you have free reign, go ahead and write what you want, then you get so much more from the kids. So we try and get that in. And even like playing like the word association game, I think that's a really like, we do that within our songwriting lessons to spark up ideas and conversations and like, oh, okay, you've taken it that way and you've seen it this way. So I feel like that can also be good as like when you're debating something within, I don't know, an English lesson or a science lesson or whatever, that's another way of putting it in there. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think I think that's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Rowena, did you have anything else to add about about anything we've said so far? Yeah, I think what I'd like to add is also it brings the class together. So you have your people that really know the subject um, well, have done you know done their reading and, and and know that know the topic, and then you've got the really you know the musical ones that want to create the beat or just add a riff, and you know you've got the ones that are really good at presenting, and you know everyone can have their role within it. So it kind of brings it to life and everyone kind of feels empowered because they've had their part to play. So I think that's, um, you know, great for the classroom. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just keep kicking it around. Wayne, anything else? Yeah. I want to actually hop on what uh, Scarlett said. So like with Dream Create Inspired Tour, we are intentional in bringing in literacy. So we make sure we have books from authors of color in the songwriting workshop where um, you go through and research um, based off of different phrases that you feel like things that you're feeling, you then go through the books to try to find phrases um, that resonate with you. Um, so we tie in, like she was saying, word association, but we tie in, you know, we make sure to honor um, other forms of art and creativity from, you know, people of color. Um, and during these times, definitely honoring, you know, black creators in different aspects. So, yeah, I think that's important to, to show that, um, music is just one way to connect, you know what I mean? And, and digging into these other art forms. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I agree with that. And we, what we sometimes do in our, what I do in my lessons as well is bring in books or poetry. So I had those kids writing a poem on based on a Maya Angelou poem and they created a song from that. They took the inspiration. And sometimes like we were like, if there's a, if there's a word or a phrase or a sentence that inspires you, include that in the song, get it going. And just the kids then had such a deeper understanding of the poetry itself or whatever it was, or the book, or whatever it was, because we dissected it in a way that was fun for them. And like you said, like, you can remember song lyrics like that. And I remember doing my GCSEs and somebody in my class was like, if I sang all of this, I'd remember it. Cause it's like, mm -hmm. and I was like, we'll put it to like, I don't know, a Rihanna beat and like sing it to like Umbrella. And we were like, oh my God, that's such a good way to remember stuff. So that's just another way of bringing all the worlds together and just making, education as a whole fun and just yeah music has such a huge huge help in hand in it mm -hmm. yeah absolutely oh my goodness education is fun did you just say that scarlet like are we all, are we allowed to do that i think i think we can right i do i do have to like i am an absolute little boffin i was the hermione granger of my year at school so like anything to do with school i was like me please yep yep <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. No, oh, I, I can sympathize with that. I was, I was a little bit of that kid too. So. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, um, to, to kind of turn the, the conversation just a little bit here. And by the way, I love how we just bounced all of that around and just brainstormed all of these ways that music and songwriting can be used for assessment and for learning. Like, you know, I feel like we could just continue to kind of pass this around over and over and over again. We could come up with even more ideas. Um, but one thing I thought we might talk about is um, how your the the connection between songwriting and identity. And you think about how you know in the K twelve environment and even into higher education, you know that's a big time for forming your identity. And <laughs> I was joking in another session. I'm like, man, you know, I, I just, I just turned 40 and I feel like I'm still sort of trying to figure out my identity. So that doesn't really go away, you know? And, um, I, I really feel like the classroom, no matter what the subject or what the content area, the classroom is a place where you're around a whole bunch of other students and identity is kind of like the, the, the quiet reality among the entire group is that you're in with people who are similar to you or different from you. And you're all trying to kind of figure out who you are and how you fit in the world. And mm -hmm. it seems to me, again, just as someone who appreciates listening to music on the radio, it seems to me like songwriting can play a really important role in all of that, you know, um, whether it's tied to academics or just helping a kid find their place in their world. Um, and I wondered if anybody wanted to take that and, you know, kind of, kind of riff on, on that idea. Yeah, I, I'm happy to, I totally agree. Like the, the kids that I teach, are from different backgrounds, different ages, and like a lot of them, like, and I can sympathize with that. Like you were saying, you're in a class with people who are similar to you, or you could be completely different. And I was quite badly bullied at school and my taste in music was very different. And my outlet was, creating my own music where no one could judge me because it's such a personal thing I think that's what kids love when they are writing songs and they get to say exactly they want to say and it's kind of like 
it's a separate thing from them so no one can judge it but in those in those moments in their songwriting lessons or music lessons they can be exactly the person they want to be and they can say it through song so and sometimes people like to be very like you know brazen and upfront about it but sometimes it's kind of like reading between the lines almost and i feel like like i said like it's kind of like a therapy it's finding your own feet finding your own voice and songwriting allows you to do that and there's so many artists nowadays like young blood or even like when you look at harry styles or like if people are struggling with like gender identity there are so many people out there now that are not afraid to talk about it so i feel like music is even more crucial than it ever has been for people finding who they want to be and just even if they want to write rock music and they're scared to like say they like that in a class where everyone just likes pop they can go away and create their own music and be in their own world and that's just it's a safe environment for them and i just think it just all helps with them finding their feet and finding their confidence and then eventually being able to be who they want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Rowena, I wanted to kick this to you too, because I can imagine that within your work in Song Academy, I bet the the identity piece, I and you take this and you tell me, but I would imagine that's probably a, a big part of, of why you wanted to do this in the first place. Yeah, I think definitely. And I think in education, I think the, the kids are thinking their reputation, you know, it's not the education that they're getting. It's, you know, what's their reputation like with their, with their peers. And I think um, when my daughter, who was Matilda, who's now 18, and she was eight, around eight at the time, she wrote a song out of the blue. And it was the fact that I was listening to her and I sort of took time to really be with what she had to say. And that's where, you know, the spark in her eye and kind of, you know, she stood tall because, you know, mm-hmm. this was something that was really important to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Wayne, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's a phrase that I, I, I try to live by. Is if you have a voice, tell your story because it's somebody which your story doesn't have a voice. So um, it the act of being able to express yourself musically um for a young person and an older person um, allows you to not only speak your truths, but um, open up that window for other people to look in the mirror and see their truths. Um, So that's the power is that it's like, while you're identifying and trying to find your identity and your place in the world, um, other people who are resonating with these pieces connect to that. So um, once again, it's that connectivity that comes from, you know, examining yourself um, that lives forever. Like it's not one that stops right now. Right. I mean, like we still are listening to records um, and stories that have, you know, spanned five, six generations. So that's the, the great thing about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Um, okay. So we were talking earlier about, how songwriting can fit in the classroom. And we came up with a whole bunch of really great ideas there. Um, and what I liked about about these were, you know, these weren't, weren't things that are gonna take like months and months to do, you know? Um, so what if we're speaking to the educator who has been listening to you, you know, now for, for a little while and they're going, okay, I feel this. This is, this is the kind of thing that I wanna start doing more of, but I don't have, very much experience in this, you know, in songwriting in, you know, like, I, I don't know how to lay down a beat. I don't know how to like come up with the words. I don't know how, it, how to do any of this stuff, but I know this is important to my students. 
I wondered if you could talk to that teacher and either give them the encouragement or maybe just give them a couple of tools they can put in their tool belt to empower them to bring this kind of work to their classroom. Um, does anybody want to take that? Or not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my bad. I can take it. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll, I'll zoom in. I'll hop in for it. Okay, let's do this. So for the educator, so I'm speaking specifically to the educator right now. What I would say is the first thing you need to do yeah, is talk to your students to see what they listen to right like what genres do they listen to what songs do they listen to develop a playlist like so hey it, you know, put put the songs that you like into this playlist and let them be as open as possible so don't restrict their playlist based off of what your ears do right um and then what i would say is hey these are principles in my class yo how would you teach that with your favorite artist in mind like what would they say how would they talk about this right so just opening up that idea of it right um and then i would go back and think about the hooks in your life that resonated with you and in, 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 in that place and then thinking of like how i would be able to incorporate that so like you then put your songs into the playlist so they can hear like musically where you are right i think that's a great start at you know, starting to integrate principles, you first got to understand which your students are listening to. You can't assume what they're listening to. And you have to also then be vulnerable and put what you listen to in there as well, too, to start the conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, very good. Uh, yeah, Rowena, go ahead. Well, also, I guess you, you can ask them, you know, what song, if you wrote a song, what would you what would you write it on? You know, what's important to you? And um, you know, start the whole conversation about, you know, what, what could they write? And, and then there's lots of techniques um, that we covered and actually Scarlett wrote um, on, you know, object writing to sort of get all the ideas down and um, kind of connect a lot of thoughts and, you know, start the songwriting process. But I think it's mm -hmm. recognition to the, to the pupils that um, it is possible to write a song and um, it could be heard on the radio and um, you can start the process now. And there are a few tips, there are a few pointers about song structure and, you know, there, there's some tips of how to write, how to write a song. But it really comes from the each individual, you know, what do they want, want to write about? What to, what's important to them? Yeah. And I think um, if if they're struggling with like, oh, I don't know, because I have had that a lot in my letters with the kids, like, I don't know what I want to write about. I'm like, OK, well, pick your favorite song now or your favorite song of all time. Take a section of it and rewrite it in your own words, because songwriting, every song has been written a million times before. Do you know what I mean? We've got a 10 billion love songs and heartbreak songs, etc. But the thing that makes it special is your words and how you say it, because your voice is the most important thing. So that's that's something else I like to do with the kids if they're really struggling. And then that then sparks a whole thing, like a whole charade of everything. And then there might be one line and they're like, oh, like I could write my song based on this. And you're like, great, carry on. And it just, again, like I think really harping on to like, as if I was the teacher, I would keep saying to the kids, there's no right or wrong way. Everything is you. And all I'm gonna do is just support and encourage and like help decorate like the cherry on the cake, basically. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, that makes me think of all of the artists that are out there and you hear them in interviews and they say, you know, who that they get asked, who was your inspiration? And it's usually not just one person. It's usually a sprinkling of several. And Scarlett, you were talking about how you can take that one little section and rewrite it. And that seems to me like 
that's not a very threatening barrier of entry. Like you don't have to come up with something brand new, you know, out of the air. Um, because the reality is, um, I think in lots of create creative outlets, we have influences from different places yeah. and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. It's like, um, it's like the artist who goes into the art museum and sits down with a canvas and tries to paint the greats because they're trying to figure out how that worked. And then they try to figure out how that fits into their voice. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I just think there's that everyone else is taken. So you could, you'll always be just the best version of yourself. Just try and do that. And you're not going to be copying anyone. Like you say, it's, it's not a threatening, scary experience right. because your words and your view on it will be different from the way I would write it. So it's kind of like everything's going to be special and unique. Yeah. It's like how many people have sampled Lottie Dottie, you know, like little bits of it, <laughs> right? It, it shows yeah. up everywhere, you know? Yeah. Um, so I wanted to kind of, turn this, we've been talking a lot about, about the classroom in particular. Um, I wanted to touch on your, all of your backgrounds within songwriting and just wanted to ask you from those backgrounds, what are some of the lessons that you've learned from songwriting? Some of the tips, some of the strategies, you know, um, if someone is trying to do that work, whether professionally or as an amateur, um, what are some of those things that apply in songwriting that you learn in songwriting that might be able to be applied in life or in the classroom or in learning or something like that. Just kind of give us like a, you know, sort of like a a masterclass in songwriting and, you know, maybe the teachers are able to apply it over or something. Wayne, do you want to take that? Yeah, I'll start. So I would say what I love and I think Scarlett talked about it in the beginning is no right or wrong way to write a song. Um, So, the idea of it's not a sprint to a destination to happen right now. Like how I write, how I wrote a song this morning may be different than how I write a song in two weeks. So the constant rechecking of like how I'm setting up my day in order for creativity to hit me, right? Like, so it may be going on a wall, right? Like any, I know I can tell you this, if you, and this is only speaking for myself. I'm only speaking for myself. If I'm going to say, y'all need to write a song at, what time is it now? Like almost 7.36 a.m. my time. So if I'm like, yo, at 7.40 when I get off of this, I'm going to write a hit record between this window and this in 40 minutes, in this 40 minute time, it's not going to happen, yo. Like, mm-hmm. But if I structure my day to say, hey, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to walk, I'm going to listen to a guru of the month, I'm going to maybe listen to an audio book, I'm going to look at the trees differently than I've ever done. I'll, you know, I'll, you know, make a joke with my daughter. I'll do all of these different type of things to then open up these little pockets of how I looked at something differently. Creativity seems to funnel through that, right? And then it just, with the right marriage of the right beat or the right time, it all comes together. So I've, it's, it's taking me sometimes, you know, I would say five months to write one song. And it's also taking me, what, two minutes and 30 seconds to write other songs. You know what I'm saying? So like, I think that if, if, if anything correlating or translating over to education is, you know, trust that the process changes um, and trust that um, there is no right or wrong way to do it. Just allow yourself spaces for creativity to flourish. I love that. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. I think it's also really important when you are writing a song, like it's best always to write about what you know, what you see and how you feel. Um, Because like I had a kid 
talking about like they they wanted to write a really crazy random song and I was like do you know anything about it? and they were like no and I was like okay well we can try but I don't feel like we, you can give 110% of yourself to the song purely because you just you're not old enough you haven't done that in life or this hasn't happened to you etc etc and we got a little way through it and then the child was like actually you know what there is one bit of truth that I know about this certain subject can we write about that and it was like yeah let's go and then the creative like gates just opened um, and like, yeah, like Wayne said, sometimes it can take two minutes to write a song. Sometimes it can take 10 million years to write a song. And either way, it's totally fine. And you just, you can keep coming back to it and chipping away. And you might listen, you might think you finished the song and then come back to it and go, actually, like when you proofread an essay, maybe I'll just change this little section of it. And then you, you, it just it gets even better. So I just think it's always evolving and you can always improve on things so don't be scared that it's not finished right away you can take your time and it's not like you said it's not a sprint mm -hmm. yeah right Rowena do you have anything on that yeah I mean I think I'd say that it's it's more of a journey you know it's like yeah. step by step see how it evolves um I agree absolutely with Wayne you know the creativity will flow it's you know normally it's the individual that's that's blocking it so I think, you know, write and write and write and write, write loads of songs on different styles um, about different things. And, you know, never write to write the, the big hits, just write a song on a particular thing you want to say and then write another one, write another one. And also, I think I'd say, um, you know, you don't have to do it on your own. I think sometimes young people mm -hmm. think they've got to write you know, the best song themselves. But actually, if you're collaborating with others, you know, that's when the kind of the magic happens as you're bouncing ideas off and relating different things and, you know, ideas are colliding and, you know, you just get something magical out of it, um, whether it's lyrically or just musically playing a riff, someone goes, oh, I like the idea of that. And then they play something else. And, you know, the whole thing just comes together very naturally. It's not forced. Um, there are a few techniques that you can you can put into play, you know, to help the process. But it's, you know, collaborate with everyone around you. and. You know, there are people, kids in your classroom that, you know, you can just um, play, you know, songwriting with and, and um, you know, write some really great songs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Wayne, do you have anything to add to that? The collaboration piece, because I think, yes. like, I just want to say that, like, it is, that is essential, man, because in collaboration, what you're doing is taking your identity, you're taking your culture and you're being vulnerable and opening up for someone else to bring their culture and their identity there. And it this this melting pot of all of that makes the dopest ideas. See what I'm saying? So for every Drake, there's a 40 right there. For every Jimmy Jam, there's a Terry Lewis right there. Like whatever generation you grew up in, the greats collaborate and they come up and tell a story and the different sides and perspectives come that way. So I would say that translates into your learning process. So for, since we're speaking to educators, you know, setting up a, a virtual classroom or a classroom that allows the collaboration between, you know, students from different walks of life and different skill sets to merge and blend and become better. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Rowena? Yeah, and I think it's so easy now to collaborate with, you know, kids across different countries. Um, you know, it's with the technology we have. We did a, a, a little project with, with Soundtrack where we put um, different um, kids from the end of the Young Songwriter competition. There were kids in Australia or America, parts of Europe, and we teamed them up and said, look, write a song. And they used the Soundtrack technology um, to share ideas. And um, 
you know, they were thrilled that they were, you know, connecting with a peer in a different country and, and writing a song together. So yeah, with technology, it's, it's so easy to collaborate with, um, with kids around the world. It's so exciting, I think, for young people to be doing that. Um, yeah. yeah. And isn't it, isn't it kind of amazing, you know, definitely with, you know, audio and music, we have this ability to collaborate with the technology that we have, but just in general, you know, you think about when you pull people together from all of these different places and they have experiences from wherever they live and whatever they've been through. And all of a sudden we can start pulling those perspectives together in one collaborative space, unlike anything that we've ever had, you know, I start to think about what we can do with technology these days when it comes to things like this. And it starts to make you realize how special a time we're living in. You know, I've, I, I don't know. I just kind of geek out about it whenever I think about it that way, you know? So as I think through the, the, the minds of some of the educators that might be watching this, I know for me in particular, um, I can see all sorts of applications this to what I did teaching high school Spanish, but I know one thing that I'm sort of lacking in is some of the technical elements, you know, of, of writing songs like, um, you know, how do you, how do you structure it? What are some of the ways that, that, I don't know, some of those techniques, those are some things that I'm really lacking in. And, um, I think it would be fantastic for us to just kind of kick that around and see if you had any, uh, suggestions for, um, you know, different tips or strategies or anything that educators could employ and their students can employ. So, um, Scarlett, do you want to start with that one? Yeah, happy to. Um, so first of all, don't be scared. <laughs> it's not huh. a scary thing. I think I look at songwriting when I'm teaching it, like with the song structures, kind of like planning an essay almost. So you have individual sections. So we start with our verse. Why do we have a verse? Because we're telling chapter one of our story. Then we move on to a pre-chorus, which is where we want to try and build some tension. So the listener is still engaged. We're carrying on the same lyrical themes, but we're building on them. So if it was a song for my best friend, I could say, okay, verse one is where I met her and our first like day out. Pre-chorus could be, you know, all the things that she made me feel when I first met her. So she was funny, she was kind, she was caring. And then I'm building that tension so that I get to my chorus section where we have the big, nice release and the audience. You don't want to simplify it, but that's the section that they're going to want to remember because, you know, my dad might not be the biggest like Katy Perry fan, but he can go away and sing the section of raw because it's been broken down so simply that anyone can just like consume it um and within our chorus you want it you're hammering home the main message of your song so if it's for my best friend i'd be like oh you're the best you're the best you're the best obviously in a little bit more <laughs> of an interesting way um and then we move on to our verse two so how should we look at that we don't want to move away too far from what we've been talking about but maybe think about the time so maybe i could be talking about now how our relationship is in the present day like what we did yesterday or we went sunbathing in the park then usually to it to make simple like it needs to get a little bit easier we usually copy over the pre and the chorus but you can change your pre-chorus but it's just easier if we copy them over after our second chorus we go to somewhere called we call it a middle eight but i know in america they call it a bridge section so whatever works for you so maybe if your song's been positive throughout maybe this is where you can have some little doubts coming in just to change up the feel of it so oh are we going to be best friends forever? Am I, do you look at me as your best friend, et cetera, et cetera. Or if it's been, you know, a sad song, like Adele will write amazing heartbreak songs. And then in her middle eight slash bridge will be like, hey, next time I'll be braver, I'll be stronger. I can be my own savior. So it's nice to change the flow and the tone of the song. 
Um, and then you finish on another chorus, which again, we can just copy. But I think what's also really cool is if you write down each section and you plan it like an essay, so we call that a song map. So you're not writing the lyrics, you're just planning what you're gonna say. So like I said, like verse one, I will say where I met my best friend. Pre-chorus, why I think she's great. Chorus, I love you, I love you, I love you. Things like that. So just breaking it down. And obviously kids will be used to doing that when they have to plan essays anyway, but it just makes it fun. And it's kind of like a little checklist that they can refer back to and be like, hmm, have I covered that? Or have I gone off on a tangent? Because sometimes within songwriting, I know I can try and make three songs fit into one. And it's kind of like, let each of them live their best life. And if I follow a little bit more of a structure, then it's easier. And then the more you do it, the easier it gets, because obviously practice makes perfect. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. That's so cool. See, that's one side of it that I didn't even realize the, um, the, the song map, like you were, you were saying, it's like, you're right. There's all, there's a lot of similarity to that. I guess in some ways writing is writing and they just have, you know, different forms in some ways. Um, you know, Yo, so can I, can I say something to that? Yes, real quick? Mm -hmm. So like, so you can substitute chorus for hook as well too. So like we use utilizing our songwriting workshops, the hook. So the part where she was talking about the chorus, we like to tend to make that your mantra, like whatever, like self affirmations in there or um, whatever you want someone to be able to say from eight years old to 88. Right. And then another thing we do is like, like she was talking about in terms of verse, like making sure that whenever you're ending your verse or your your pre chorus, having that be your dopest line. Like, okay, I'm, I'm setting this all up to keep you intrigued, to get you right to the place where everybody's going to remember this part of the song. So that's kind of how we do it, just to add on to that. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's great. Um, and you know, um, Wayne, one of the things that is some of the examples that you've been given here, including that right there, as we were talking about songwriting being, you know, in many ways, just another form of writing. Um, all of this makes me think back to the times that we're living in right now. You know, like um, a lot of educators are wrestling with what remote learning looks like. We had a lot of it in the spring. There's a lot of folks that are that are doing it or a hybrid version, you know, kind of like an in-person online version of it. And it's kind of given a lot of people a different perspective on education and the way that we do things. And it's kind of making us, to, some of us anyway, take a second look at what we've always done and think, man, is this really relevant right now? And I wanted to ask you, Wayne, about that. Like, do you think that, you know, songwriting in general, or really even, you know, we can go bigger and just talk about the way that we're doing assignments and education right now. Do you think that that changes in light of the COVID era that we're in? Yeah. So what I, what I think is that music always evolves before education does, right? Like just on the on the scope of things, right? So like usually it's tech first and then music, then updates based off of tech. And then all the way down at the end is usually the education, right? So saying that to say, I'll speak on the tech and music bridge. What I love about this era um, is you have platforms um, like Soundtrack where we're able to write in real time together. So like, if I come up with the idea or a student comes up with the idea in one of our sessions and they put it in Soundtrap, we can then have real feedback right then and there. So I can hop in and say, oh, what I love, can you do this verse over again this way? Or another student will hop in and say, hey, I decided because you did this verse, I want to sing this melody underneath of it. And it's this real time being able to work on a session together without 
having to you do one part and then I have to wait to then do my part. I can do it simultaneously within structures like Soundtrap. So uh, that's what I love about this time is that technology has allowed us to um, collaborate at a faster time. And then also on Soundtrap, there's like a, a, a place where you can have your video on so I can see you you know, and give you pointers or a student can see a musician hopping in. And then what I also love is that you can then bring in different musicians into your session to give the perspective of professionals that, you know, gig and play shows and, and, and you know, and have extensive catalogs to then give real feedback to students really quickly. So it's dope. Nice. Scarlett? I also just think that technology, like using Soundtrap, Kids that don't play instruments can play instruments through their computer. So it makes everything, there are no boundaries anymore. Like you don't, I'm lucky enough that I had piano lessons as a kid, but lots of kids don't have the luxury of being able to have lessons or their school doesn't provide it. They can go home they don't even have to be on a laptop. They can be on their phone. They can be on like an iPad, even though there are other tablets available, but they can be on whatever they want to be on. And they can be a self-sufficient functioning musician who can play the drums, who can play guitar, who can play piano, who can play saxophone or whatever crazy stuff they want to throw in there. So I think it's, yeah, COVID has been eye-opening and I think it's made people, it's even made me push myself a bit more. Like I've become more of my own producer sat at home because I haven't been able to get into the studio. So everyone can just keep evolving and learning. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Absolutely. All right. Well, I tell you what, this this conversation has been so fascinating. We have covered a multitude of topics today. You know, we've kind of been all over the place, which has been fantastic. So um, what I do want to do here at the end is ask you all the same question that we've kind of been asking everyone, because it does play right back to the, um, the heart and soul of our summit. And so it's this question. What can we do to help students use their voices to change the world. Whatever your take is, whatever your, your thoughts are on that, I'd love to hear it from all of you. And I'd like to kick it over to Rowena first to, to start Maybe. us off. You get um, to go first. <laughs> thank you. Um, well, I'd say um, encourage them to, to write songs, to get their voices heard, to express themselves and connect with others and, and find their tribes, you know, be an activist on you know, what they really want to, um, um, you know, how they want to shape the future and you know step up and and be courageous and and write songs and um tell the world what what they want mm -hmm. i love that that's great that's great very well said um scarlett how about you uh yeah i think we should encourage nurture and inspire and just reiterate that the best version of you is you and your voice is as important as Joe blogs over there. Do you know, like, yeah, there are no boundaries to, or limits to who you can be. Just find the confidence within yourself. Mm -hmm. Excellent, excellent, very good. Man, you, you all are bringing it with this, this question. This is fantastic. <laughs> all right, no pressure, Wayne. <laughs> all right, Man, so you're up, go ahead. That's dope. So what I, what I would say is um, making sure that you're letting students know that not only does their voice matter, but they're the only ones to be able to use their voice, how they have their voice and that their voice, if they stay authentic to themselves, transcends time, space and generations. And that what them just expressing themselves is actually opening the door 
for generations later to be able to express themselves. So it's important that they know that they them and empowering them to empower others that haven't even been born yet. You know, and music does that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's multiple times that you've brought that idea up. That's that's something that I think has been a big inspiration to me during this conversation. It's almost like you're saying that you get to spread your legacy through the music that you create, right? Absolutely. I mean, you think of Nipsey, right? So like Nipsey, what he did in the time he was here, think of how long that lineage is going to impact music. And that happens with what Pac did. That happens with, you know, think about when, like what Quincy did, like Quincy, Quincy Jones started. I mean, Quincy Jones starting with the first record he did was with Ray Charles all the way up to, you know, Miles Davis, all the way up to, you know, Kumo D, all the way up to this. So he has this this lineage of him being in the Travis Scott video like a couple of months ago. So like how long that lasts in your imprint, but that comes from this lineage of 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 being able to express yourself in different times. So I, that's all I want to just I know I said it 18,000 times, but it gives, you know, young people a chance to see how powerful they are um, with it. Yeah. I love it. I think that's, that's, that's an excellent place to leave that conversation right there. That's, that's great. So, um, as we wrap this up real quick, if folks have been watching this and they're going, man, I would like to learn more from this person. I'd like to, you know, follow this person. I want to see what they're up to. Um, what kind of things can, can you all share with us, whether it's, you know, social media or a website or like things that you're working on or whatever, what are some things that, that you can leave with everybody? Um, let's, uh, Wayne, let's go with you, and then we'll go around the uh, around the screen that way. Bet. So you can follow us on social media, on IG, on Facebook at Dream Create Inspired Tour. You can go to our website, DreamCreateInspiredTour.com, if you want more info on songwriting workshops. We do songwriting workshops. We also um, have outlets and spaces for those in the songwriting workshops to express themselves in open mics and visual mixtapes. So if you want to learn more about that please go to our website excellent excellent very good scarlett how about you um you can i mean rowena will talk about the song academy stuff but um you can follow my artist profile which is at hadara music which is h-e-d-a-r-a i post a lot of videos of my own music up there and sessions that i'm in so like the behind the scenes if you will of being in a real life studio with other songwriters producers etc so yeah that's how you can find me Excellent. Very good. Rowena? Yeah, I'd, I'd love them to follow our website. So songacademy.co.uk. And we're all on the Instagram and, and social media as well. And um, I guess also um, watch out for the Young Songwriter 2021, which is next year, 1st of February, we take entries. So, you know, encourage all your students to, you know, send in their songs or write their first song. Excellent. Excellent. Oh my goodness. You all, I've just got to say all three of you, you're, you are an inspiration and it has been a pleasure to get to spend an hour with you and, and to hear from you. So again, thank you. Thank you so much for, for joining this and for being a part of this conversation. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, and I want to say thank you for uh, our viewers for watching this and for being a part of the Soundtrap Education Summit, and we will see you on another video. Take care. Bye. Deuce. Bye. See ya. <laughs>